Ride Detroit Weekly is brought to you by Wingman Water, the original drinking water. Drinking sparkling water out of an old school long neck bottle just feels right. Gives you that little bit of confidence to socialize with the rest of the crowd without needing the alcohol to fit in. Party on with confidence and no hangover at caterwingman.com. That's cater, K-A-T-E-R, wingman.com. Loomis Helmet, the world's first smart bicycle helmet with integrated headlight, brake light, and turn signals. Whether you're traveling by bike, scooter, or board, Loomis Helmets will make sure you're seen and safe along the way. Check out what they're doing now at Kickstarter or loomishelmet.co. That's loomis, L-U-M-O-S, helmet.co. Griffin Claw Brewing Company. Michigan brewed world-class beers with tradition and innovative technology, including the award-winning Raggedy Ass IPA. Visit a tap room in Birmingham and Rochester Hills, Michigan, or on the web at griffinclawbrewingcompany.com. That's griffinclawbrewingcompany.com. Tapped Beverages. Serving up small batch non-alcoholic craft beverages and food since 2018. They also do wholesale keg deliveries for restaurants, hotels, your house, and more. Step up your hospitality with nitro cold brew coffee on tap to share at your home or business. Order and find out more at tappedbeverages.com. That's tapped, T-A-P-P-E-D, beverages.com. American Cycle and Fitness, Michigan's largest bicycle retailer with a focus on excellent customer service. Trek certified mechanics are some of the best and guaranteed to keep you rolling. In addition to seven bike shops in the Metro Detroit area, located in Midtown Detroit is Electric Avenue Bikes. The e-bike exclusive store with a focus on getting more people on bikes due to the comfort of an e-bike assisting you along the way. Also, the home of Ride Detroit walking and e-bike tours and the Ride Detroit Weekly Podcast. Browse, shop, and learn more at AmericanCycleAndFitness.com. That's AmericanCycleAndFitness.com. Wow. <laughs> the mission here is that we're trying to get more people yeah. on Are we live right now? All right. I've had Adam sitting on hold. He's ready to rock. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Kidd. He is the demo coordinator, the steps representative for Shimano e-bikes. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's up, Jason? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, brother. Are you, are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Uh, <laughs> this is actually my first time doing uh, anything like this. So, uh, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm used to just talking to, you know, groups of people in the field or at bike shops, you know, at events. So, you know, this is a little bit different for me. But, oh, uh, yeah, just talking it. to me. We're just hanging out. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> Whenever people come on, they always get nervous. But it's just you and me. You know what I yeah. mean? As, as far as you know. I mean, I do have yeah. millions of viewers. <laughs> so as far as you know, if you make up a mistake, it, it might get to you. No, I'm just kidding. It's just you and me, brother, hanging out. Thank you for coming out yeah. today. Um, I know you're over, I, you're, you're not even in Michigan right now, but this is part of your territory uh, of what, you know, what you cover. So can you talk to everybody about what you do? You know, you're the demo representative. So what's your territory? What do you cover? And what do you do uh, when you're talking about demos? Yeah, so I do. Um, I'm part of a you know larger team, uh, and I do <clears throat> demos along the you know east coast of the country, um, over to uh, Wisconsin, and then pretty much down. I do the entire east coast. So I do all the e-bike training for you know shops and OEMs, and then uh, you know demos at fat tire festivals, uh, different industry events, um, you know trade shows, things like that. 
Blah. You, you know, you yeah. make it sound so, you're like, yeah, man, just things like that, you know. Oh, let me let me kind of fine. help you out with this, okay? So Adam travels from city to city, lots of them, lots of cities. He gets to travel. His job is traveling, spreading the word of e-bikes, you know. And so it's not only getting people on bikes, but it's really spreading the word and the education because you a lot of times you go to these places and people have no idea what e-bikes probably even are. Yeah, that's true. I, a lot of times, uh, you know, it's getting better as uh, e-bikes are becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, but a lot of the events that I go to, you know, people are riding them for the first time. You know, they might have a lot of misconception about, you know, what they do or how fast they are, you know, how they operate. But then once they get on them, I think they, you know, have a better understanding for how they work and, you know, what they're capable of um, and what they could do for them you know, as a rider and where they fit in. So it, it is fun, uh, you know, being able to meet new people and, you know, kind of spread the stoke, you know, on Shimano steps and uh, just get people excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 part of my job, like I said, every day when I come in, yeah, I'm excited about new technology and I'm a nerd and I'm into all that stuff. But when a, when a person walks in the door and they're a person who is like, uh, uh, I hate to use, you know, an open bucket to fill with information, it's amazing to watch them learn and get excited, then get them on the bike and get them riding yeah. is a whole nother thing. Have you ever had yeah. anybody who was really reluctant about riding the bike that came back and said, okay, I get it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, it, not so much, well, you know, it's been a while since I've been at an event, but um, yeah, a lot of times there are some states, it seems, you know, some areas of the country that are a bit more reluctant you know, and, you know, to, to embrace them the way other parts are. But yeah, I've done rides or demos with people and, you know, somebody is asking me like, well, where's the throttle, you know? And I'll yeah. say like, well, this bike doesn't have a throttle. It's class one. Uh, you know, it gives you assistance when you pedal. And then when you stop pedaling, it stops assisting you, you know? And then they say like, oh man, I need to go ride this bike. And then they come back and they're stoked on it. You know, yeah. I think people have this misconception that, um, you know, e-bikes, you know, are all throttle assist or, you know, they're like, you know, little motos and, you know, that's not necessarily the case. So I, I used to get that a lot, uh, not so much anymore, um, you know, from people. But yeah, it seems as I would go and do more and more events, you know, there are more and more people that were, you know, had experience on them, um, you know, which is cool, you know, to see that. And so like, you know, we were talking about the throttle misconception. You know, I, you know, was like, we get that every day. You know, people come in here and they say, oh, it's the lazy man's bike. And then they say, where's the throttle? And then when I yeah. tell them they can actually ride with the motor off, their yeah. eyes light up. But yeah. I've never, I, I got to be honest, I've never had anybody ride with the motor off, you know, <laughs> unless the battery died. So let's talk yeah. about, like, let's look, get a little bit into, well, let's, before we get into steps, you were saying how you haven't been able to do a lot of stuff this year. And there's, the, obviously, the reason for that has been the pandemic. How's it been? Has it been a, a challenge this year? Um, it's been different. Uh, so, you know, my last event with Shimano was actually CABDA in um, 2020. I was in Chicago and, you know, COVID had kind of started, you know, it was in the news. Uh, you know, we were hearing about it, but it, I don't think there were any cases even, you know, in the U.S. yet. It was still in the, you know, early stages of it. And then as it started to you know spread and it you know we start hearing about more and more cases we ended up canceling our events and then more events followed so it's really been since february of 20 um you know 2020 that i've been able to do an event um all of last year 
you know, we kind of pivoted and then we worked on some other projects. I was actually working in our warehouse in North Charleston for a bit, uh, just because, you know, I'm sure you're aware, like there was the bike boom, you know, when, um, right. you know, everybody, you know, all the bike shops just started to get really busy. So I helped out some of the folks in our distribution center in North Charleston. Uh, I traveled when I could. It was a lot of touch and go stuff. Everything had to be approved. Um, but yeah, we haven't done any events since then. We're we're hoping to really get back into events, uh, you know, hopefully the latter half of the year, you know, as things develop, um, you know, and as things get going. I don't know of any that are really scheduled before then. Uh, you know, most of them seem to be scheduled for, uh, you know, August and beyond. So hopefully we'll be able to attend that. Okay, something just fell in the shop and made a ding. Sorry about that. That was awesome and it scared me. I was very like, okay. <laughs> So, yeah. I actually thought you were cutting me off. I thought, like, <laughs> you know, that. Yeah, I was like, uh, the Oscars, the music yeah. starts. So I was like, hey, like that's oh, Adam Kidd. Great. They just Thank gave you. me the hook, you know? <laughs> no, Thanks, Alpha. Thanks. For... And then he yeah. puts it right back in the same spot where it fell from before. <laughs> so it's probably going to fall again. That's how we do things. So, yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's, and we talk about, you know, a good amount of getting on the e-bike is about experience. So if you can't, you know, we could talk about it all day. We can talk about watts. We can talk about size of battery, but until you actually get on the e-bike and feel what we're talking about, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, man, it's been a challenge getting people on those bikes to be able to yeah. demo and experience what we're talking about. But uh, I'm sure you guys are working. If you said late fall, hopefully we'll get some, uh, some demos going. Yeah, hopefully. And I, I mean, I don't know where those would be. Um, you know, a lot of it is up to the organizers and what they feel comfortable doing. Um, you know, I, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat where they don't want to do anything if it's going to be unsafe. You know, we don't want to travel if it's going to be unsafe for us or anybody else. Um, you know, and also what we do involves a lot of, you know, like close contact talking with people, you know, yeah. and then we're also letting people share bikes, you know, so, you know, we don't want to do anything that's going to be you know potentially unsafe for people and i'm sure organizers are in the same boat you know if they had an event that would attract you know tens of you know ten thousand people you know like how are they going to you know um organize an event where they potentially can only you know cap it at so many people you know it's going to have to be worth you know worthwhile for them as well no, absolutely absolutely yeah. uh so we talked about the bike boom for a hot second you know uh yeah how, you know that was People think I was joking. You know, I used to get calls on the phone and people would say, hey, uh, do you have this bike? And I say it's sold out nationwide. And they say, yeah. nah, man, I know you got them in the back. Come on, tell me the truth. What was your experience like during that? Because for us, it was it was just crazy. I mean, what was it like? Yeah, to so, um, it was a little bit different for me because, you know, if I'm not at events, then I'm generally doing, you know, I'm on the road doing shop training. You know, I, I would go to a shop and then, um, you know, do a clinic for them, or I would at least just introduce myself and kind of let them know where they could find their resources and then, you know, offer my services as an additional resource to them. Um, but if the shops are so busy, then they don't want to talk to me on the phone or they don't really want me coming into the shop, especially during a pandemic. So, uh, you know, it would, I would call a little bit and just kind of see how they were doing, um, you know, see if there was anything that, we, you know, we could help them with. Uh, but then we also had some other projects going on uh, as well, you know, at home, I would, you know, like I said, I helped in the warehouse or we would do some other training and things like that. Um, but I, yeah, it's hard because, uh, you know, you guys were so busy at a bike shop level and we didn't want to interfere with that. Um, you know, but we did want to be there for you as much as we could. 
Yeah. I mean, we went through bike shortage, then we went through a part shortage. Yeah. Then, we went, then we went through a rubber shortage, which I think we're still in a rubber shortage. And once yeah. again, people don't understand that they think that we are not making this stuff, but it actually is hard to get. You know, did you guys at Shimano go through any slowdowns during that time? Uh, I mean, as far as parts, I mean, because you guys are a major manufacturer of components. Um, you know, we we did the best to keep up with the demand. I know that. Uh, but as far as any, you know, are you asking about like, you know, material shortage? Yeah. Or anything did like you guys that? have any? Do you guys have any experience, any problems? Yeah. With like material shortages or anything? Um, not that I know of, um, okay. you know, not that I was made aware of, um, you know, we were manufacturing as much as we could to keep up with the demand, but, um, you know, we just did our best and everybody that, you know, could help out, you know, in a different area, you know, did help out, you know, as much as they could, um, you know, like helping out in the warehouse or helping out in customer service. You know, a lot of the guys that were on the road would help out, you know, answering phones and customer service. So, you know, we all just kind of jumped in, uh, you know, and helped out and, you know, where we could just to do, you know, do the best to, you know, help shops and help consumers. For sure. For sure. So yeah, let's, uh, let's talk steps, man. Let's talk about the step system. Um, okay. You know, I've written it a couple of times, but as we talked about before the show, clearly I'm not that knowledgeable on it because we talked about the different classes, but you guys are focused on class one, but talk to me about yeah. the steps right now. What is um, it? Yeah. So it's a mid drive, um, you know a mid-drive uh, e-bike system and we do the the drive unit the batteries and all the components uh steps is compatible with all the di2 electronic shifting as well um and the most recent release is ep8 which is a uh, a mountain bike specific okay. system and update to our uh, well an upgrade from our e8000 system that a lot of people might be familiar with um, really excited about it uh it's more torque uh less drag it's quieter uh, really provides an awesome, like natural ride feeling, uh, which I think is really important with mountain biking. Um, and it just feels good on the trail. Uh, you, you started seeing that, I think it was released in September of 2020. And now we're starting to see it more, you know, on different bikes as those become released. Yeah, no, like I said, when we started our conversation, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking 20 miles an hour, I'm thinking cruisers, you know, I'm thinking this certain mindset, but the, tr you know, no mountain bike is going to go 28 really you know so 20 is where you need to be and you don't need to go 28 because you're looking at more about torque as opposed to a top end speed you know on a mountain bike right right and you know with the mountain bike too um a lot of trails i mean even though they're all class one you know and the speed governor caps you at 20 miles an hour uh, a lot of the trails are so technical that it, you can't maintain 20 miles an hour on some trails um you know it so at least a lot of where I live, you know, on the, you know, in the Southeast, a lot of it's very technical and also, you know, a lot of areas are very flat, but a lot of the riding out here is super technical. And, um, there aren't many people I don't know of that can, you know, maintain 20 miles an hour. You know, even when I'm riding one of the e-mountain bikes on a local trail here, I, I'm not maintaining that much. There's just too many twists and turns. Um, you know, it certainly makes it fun, but, uh, yeah, you can't keep up that speed. And, also, um, you know, with the EPA system, you can even adjust the speed too. So you can't make it go faster than 20 miles an hour, but there is a setting, um, you know, where you can decrease the speed uh, between 12 and 20. So, you know, okay. if the bike was ridden by a kid or if the parent just didn't want him to be able to go that fast, you could even decrease the speed a little nice. bit uh, on that as well. Nice. I yeah. love that. 
And I yeah. love how you you touched on that for a kid, you know, because yeah. listen, we've had people come in here and they've bought a bike online and it goes 20 miles an hour and they're buying it for a kid. And they think because it's got 26 inch wheels and because the kid could technically fit on the bike that they could give this kid a bike. And I've always sort of had this weird gray area where I felt weird about putting a child on a bike that can do yeah. that, do that speed. So that's awesome yeah. that you can actually put that governor yourself at 12 yeah. miles an hour. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You could have the shop, you know, like with our um, YouTube app, I mean, the shop can, uh, you know, set that. So if the, you know, the purchaser were to say like, Hey, I'm kind of uncomfortable with my, you know, child going this fast. Can you decrease the speed a little bit? Um, you know, we've, we've seen that. We've also seen, um, you know, adults, you know, that want a new mountain bike, they want the assistance, but they ride paths that are, you know, pretty heavily trafficked. Um, so, you know, with our 6100 system as well, which is a city system, uh, you can make that, you know, you can change the speed between 12 and 20 as well. So I've, I've had adults ask me, you know, if they could, you know, ride this like a little bit slower, like cap it at about 15, you know, 16 miles an hour, which is the, um, you know, the European, you know, spec, you know, that regulation. So, uh, I've seen people do that as well, and it's just cool that there's that functionality, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, get them into it and still feel safe, um, you know, so they don't get on the bike and start pedaling real hard, and it seems like it's kind of getting away from them. Well, that is awesome. Once again, yeah. I love it. That's why I love the show, man, because <laughs> even like I think I know something, that is awesome. Do you get, yeah. a, I mean, so you get people who do inquire about children's e-biking these days? No, I I get it at events. Um, okay. I, you know, it's hard to say, you know, these days, cause I haven't, you know, done, you know, so many events, like I haven't done any events for a while, but, um, okay. I would get that question a lot with, um, you know, parents that were, you know, like very fit riders and their kids wanted to ride and they, you know, necessarily couldn't, you know, they couldn't keep up with them for some reason, or, um, you know, they wanted an e-mountain bike to, you know, like ride with their dad or something. So they, they would ask me that question, uh, you know, about, limiting the speed on it uh, just for safety. But uh, yeah, I can't say that I've had that recently, um, you know, just because I haven't really talked to right. Right. as many people as I would. But um, yeah, it's uh, the, the other kind of gray, or the, like you mentioned with, um, you know, do I want to let them out on the bike? Like I get that at demos too. Um, you know, I have a kid that, yeah, you'd fit a small e-mountain bike, but you know, how old are you? You know, like, does your parent approve of, you know, me doing this? Right. Uh, so, you know, there's always some additional questions there because I don't want to send anybody out on a test ride if they're going to be, you know, if they're going to be unsafe. The last thing I would want to do is see a kid, you know, get injured because he, you know, kind of got the bike got away from him. No, mm -hmm. well, I mean, e-bikes right now yeah. are one of the hottest things. Uh, and we know that, you know, um, we get people, like I said, talking about mail order bikes, um, online sales all the time and no one's on the other end of that to educate them on what this bike does you know what it's capable of as far as speed and so uh it's important that we look out for those people you know we can't just yeah. sell them so i'm glad like i said you brought that up and when you bring that down and you max that does it save battery i mean because you're it's got to because you're not going over you're not, you know, maxing that thing out. So if I bring my speed down to 12 or 16, does that give me more battery life? Yeah, I mean, you you might actually offset it a little bit if you're riding it in boost as much and it's constantly wanting to, you know, accelerate even if it is cutting off. But overall, 
um, yeah, you know, anytime that you kind of decrease those settings, uh, you know, you're going to, um, you know, save battery life. Um, you know, with our eTube app on uh, your smartphone, you can adjust the settings too. Uh, so with EPA, for example, you can adjust, um, you know, there's two different rider profiles and you can customize, you know, the max torque in different modes and, you know, the assist profiles there. So that'll help you save battery as well. Um, you know, if you have a, you know, if you ride a lot in the mountains or if you ride a lot in flats, you can adjust those settings to try to conserve battery if you are doing a, you know, big mountain day. Um, you know, because that is a, you know, a concern, you know, for anybody riding an e-bike is, uh, you know, battery life. So anything you can do to kind of decrease the, you know, decrease the torque and the assistance, yeah, that's going to extend your battery life. No, that is awesome. And once again, you can do that on certain models strictly from your phone? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, a smartphone app, eTube uh, project from the App Store, you know, on your uh, iPhone or Android. Um, you know, there's a lot of different customizations you can do. EP8 uh and 6100 i would say give you the you know the most um you know customizations available but that's how you would do all your firmware updates as well um you know from that app if you had any uh maintenance things that you wanted to diagnose the best thing to do would bring it into a bike shop uh you know and let them diagnose it but as far as all the maintenance goes you know like the firmware updates and then the customizations the general upkeep like all that stuff you can pretty much do from your phone it's actually it's you know, it's a good practice to be in, uh, you know, just to kind of check, you know, for a firmware update on your drive unit or any of the other components, you know, every Absolutely. couple months, uh, just to make sure that everything's running, you know, with the latest, uh, you know, the latest firmware. Absolutely. And we, and we both know, you know, these are com little computers. That's the other thing I talk to people when they come in, I say, you know, this, this controller is basically a little computer and it needs to talk to something. It needs to understand. Um, and that is incredible that you guys make one that that's, that intuitive that I don't have to necessarily, like you said, yeah, come to your bike shop when you want the major diagnosis, but like little things I can actually just look at. I'm a nerd, so I would be looking at my phone all, all the time just to make sure everything was set up, you know? So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Is the, yeah. uh, what other technologies that are, are you guys, like surprise me, man. Tell me about something that I might not know about because Pretend I'm a layman. Oh. You know, I actually am when it comes to this, I guess. I'm sorry, say that again? I mean, tell me some other features of, you know, of the steps, you know, that are like that, that I just, you know, I know, listen, man, I know plug it in, it goes. You know what I mean? That I don't know, I didn't know it did that. Are there any other cool features that you'd want to talk about that it does? Um, yeah, I think some of the other cool stuff, you know, like there's a lot of integration with, um, you know, EPA to do, uh, you know, hub drive, you know, systems. So, you know, that I, I think one of the cool things about it um, is the compatibility with a lot of the other, uh, you know, with a lot of the other Shimano components, everything's kind of designed as a system. So you can still use your DI2, um, you know, your DI2, uh, you know, electronic shifting, like with, uh, you know, E-Road, or if you have, you know, an electronic mountain bike group, you know, like the XTR, you know, DI2, all that stuff is compatible and it makes the bike overall more intelligent, you know, through intelligent walk assist and also in kind of defining the assist character, you know, because it also knows what gear you're in. Um, so you can, um, you know, it kind of hones the, you know, how much assistance it gives you because it's calculating your speed, cadence and torque, but also it can take the gear into account, uh, you know, and help hone that. So that's pretty cool, um, you know, just all the, uh, 
you know, the compatibility that kind of comes along with it with the other Shimano components that flow. It just really sank into me when we're talking about the DI, you know, the DI system, you know, most people don't know that's electronic shifting. He touched it a second. So if you've got electronic shifting and an electronic controller, that to me is the ultimate in like, what else would you need? You know what I mean? The bike is shifting for you and it's giving you assistance. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it's kind of wild, you know, to hear, you know, a, a DI2, you know, e-mountain bike, you know, because you kind of hear the, you know, hum, you know, from the, uh, you know, the drive unit, but you also hear like the, you know, like you yeah. hear the little motor and the shifter, you know, shifting the gear. So, you know, it, it is pretty wild, um, but it's fun. It makes the bike, uh, you know, just really intelligent and, you know, fun to ride. So it, it's exciting to see, you know, like where the, you know, possibilities are, you know, like you know, where it kind of ends up. And also, you know, there's compatibility through other, um, you know, head units, you know, like, um, you know, GPS units, you know, like Garmin, you know, being able to uh, sync your step system to your Garmin, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, that's a lot of fun to kind of, you know, like you said, you're, Ugh. you know, kind of a tech guy or into gadgets. This is, you too, know, much, so this is too much for me right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like if you have a compatible Garmin unit, you know, you could sit there with your bike and your Garmin and your smartphone and just kind of go back and forth, you know, and kind of get everything kind of synchronized and everything. And it's fun to, you know, fiddle with, you know, just to kind of find, you know, what works for you. Um, and that's another cool thing about being on the road and, you know, talking to bike shops and, you know, talking to consumers is, you know, hearing some of the things that they've done, you know, or kind of how they use it. Because uh, a lot of times, like, the way that I ride an e-mountain bike might be a little bit different from the way that they ride, you know? So if they show me what they've done or, you know, kind of how they have it set up, like it, it's, you know, something that I learn as well. And then, you know, when I get back home from that trip, I might end up, you know, grabbing my Garmin and, you know, my smartphone and going through, you know, like seeing what I could come up with and, you know, just kind of fiddling with it and just trying new things. No, man. That, so I asked you earlier if you were an e-bike rider, are you an e-bike rider? Are you an e-bike rider, Adam? Yeah, I actually, I love riding e-bikes. I mean, I, you know, I have a bike for pretty much every purpose. You know, I have my road bike, my gravel bike, you know, my personal mountain bike. And then I have, you know, the, I'll ride one of my demo bikes a lot. You know, my, my wife also rides, uh, my father-in-law rides like, it, it, you know, it's definitely something that we're all interested in as a family. So, um, you know, like I'll let them take one out for a ride and we, you know, like, we might all ride them one day, you know, maybe I'll ride my personal bike and they might ride e-bikes. Like also I just went out for a ride the other night. I just had a, um, so my wife and I had a baby in December. So, um, congratulations. Thank you. So, you know, the, um, the days are a little bit different, you know, the schedule got a little bit busier. So, uh, you know, I was able to get out for a ride, but I was also kind of racing, you know, the sunset. Uh, so, I grabbed an e-mountain bike, you know, I grabbed one of the bikes in my demo fleet and went out to ride at, you know, ride that one. And just knowing that, okay, I can ride, you know, like I might have the time to ride 10 miles, but given that I'm on an, you know, an e-bike, I'll be able to squeeze in maybe a 15 to a 20 mile ride, you know, and that's what I did. Um, you know, I got in, I think like an 18 mile ride and I was getting back to the trailhead just as kind of, it was getting a little bit too dark in the trail. Um, you know, so that was, you know, awesome, uh, you know, to be able to do that and just essentially double the ride, you know, because of the drive unit and still come home after the ride feeling like I had, 
you know, gotten a workout in, you know, like I got my heart rate up, you know, I was able to kind of put some power down and stuff. No, that's what we tell people all the time. They come in and they say, oh, you know, I, I, I don't want an e-bike because I ride a road bike. You know, why would I want to do that? And I say, you know, this is just an addition to what you already have. You know, you don't, it's not, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to replace your bike. It can just fill that void for the needs that you need. Yeah. I, you know, I tell people that at, you know, like mountain bike events where they say, you know, like, well, I already have any mountain bike or I already have a mountain bike, you know, like, what do I need an e-bike for? I'm like, well, we're, you know, they're not, nobody's trying to replace a mountain bike, you know, like everybody that I work with and everybody on my team, you know, that rides mountain bike or that rides e-bikes, we also ride other bikes too. We just also like that we can, you know, like maybe go to a bike park and not have to wait in line for the lift, you know, or, you know, we'll be able to double the distance of a ride before the sun goes down or, you know, maybe a spouse that is, you know, not as fit as, you know, someone else, like they could ride together. You know, I see couples on them all the time, yeah. you know, with the spouse that, you know, like maybe one of them is a pro and the other one's not, but they can still ride together, uh, you know, that way. So there's definitely, you know, a, a place for them and they're not trying to replace any other, you know, bike out there. It's just an additional one to add to the stable, you know, and as cyclists, like we're, I think we're always kind of looking for an opportunity to buy another bike. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. what I tell people. Working in a bike shop or working for a bike company is one of the, a blessing and a curse because yeah. we we have access. And every time I get a paycheck, there's definitely another bike I want to buy, man. And oh I am, man, I am definitely going to be looking at one with the Shimano step system now these days, man. I'm going to definitely be looking out because I do want to. You know, I do tours, and so not everybody. Yeah who is on my tour is on the same level. And, and if I can adjust or bring that speed down and make it more accessible to different people on a different level, that's definitely yeah. something worth looking into, brother. And thank you for giving me that, uh, that bit of information. Uh, yeah. Any, anything uh, before you, it's, see how fast that time flew by, man. You said you were nervous. It's been 30, <laughs> it's been 30 minutes already, man, just like that. Uh, yeah, I was actually just getting started, man. I was uh, just well. Keep going. I mean, go, man, go. Anything? <laughs> I mean, anything before I let you go, brother? I mean, that you want to talk about that I didn't touch on? I know I try to get it all in there. We talked about you know demos being you know kind of on the slowdown. We talked about steps. Anything else you want to fill us in on? Yeah, um, you know, like a couple of cool things that Shimano you know is doing. Like we we just celebrated our hundredth anniversary. Uh, you know, the centennial. Uh, so we have a cool website, a Shimano and Centennial website that I would encourage people to check out. Um, you know, I could send you a link if you wanted to post that, you know, from the YouTube channel. Um, you know, I think that's cool. It kind of goes through the, you know, history of Shimano and, um, you know, right from the beginning, you know, when uh, the freewheel, you know, when you develop the first freewheel onto, uh, you know, now and also covers even the fishing components too. So I think that's something cool, uh, you know, that you know, some of your viewers might want to check out as well. So I can send you one of those if you wanted to post that. Absolutely, man. I will absolutely uh, get that link, send it to me. I'll get it posted. It'll be on the YouTube channel underneath this video, guys. So whenever you guys uh, want to access that information, that is where it'll be. Adam, man, you did an amazing job, man. I can't, I, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to do this again later in the year when like demos come back and then you'll be a seasoned pro, you'll be back in, in peak form because you'll be talking to people. And, and, and yeah, I'll, like um, 
Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. I appreciate you, you know, inviting me on, uh, you know, maybe when uh, I get back out on the road and I'm, you know, like used to being out and I'm talking to groups of people and everything, you know, and like a bit more practiced. Uh, yeah. And now that I've done this one, I'll feel a bit more comfortable, you know, doing. Yeah. There it is, man. We, you know, we like doing to... again, man. But yeah, let's definitely do it again later on. We like to push people out of their comfort zone. And now, <laughs> look, man, you just brought your pay level up. You can go back to work and be like, look, I do live stuff now, guys. Uh, check out this show that I did. It was awesome. So oh, when you man. start making a little bit more money, you can send me a kickback. It's all cool. <laughs> I'll Adam. do that. Well, I think some of my teammates might be, uh, you know, watching right now. And I'm sure my, you know, text <laughs> messages and, you know, phone's going to blow up after this. So, you know, we'll see what they do. Um, you know, we'll see what those guys have to say. All right, Adam, brother. Thank you for coming on today, man. I'll see you soon. Let's go ride some bikes, especially mountain bikes, man, because like I've always wanted to really get more into it. So now that I know the guy who knows the system, I'm going to give you a call. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I'll, um, you know, the next time I make it back up to Detroit, I'll let you know. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon.